Hello, Lucy here with a slightly less deep voice. I've had two coffees. Uh, let's do stage two, stage two, step two, whatever you want to call it, a second bit um, of uh, becoming a author or novelist, however posh you want to be. Um, just uploaded the, the one about getting to know yourself as an author and the idea that um, long before you start writing your book, you need to know your writing style. And by writing style, I don't mean um, thrillers or horror or, you know, kink. I mean, like who you are as an author in terms of how fast do you uh, do you write? Do you need to plan? Don't you need to plan? How creative are you? Do you need prompting? Do you need special places to write? Um, that sort of thing, because that's what's going to dictate how quickly you're going to produce your, your book and how easily and also how successful you are. So that was the first one, which I've just uploaded below this one. But planning, yeah. So I'm not a huge, I'm not, as, as a book coach, I'm not a big, uh, pushy kind of like, you know, demon around uh, planning and plans because I think um, our very nature as writers and authors is that we're quite creative and we're quite free-flowing and it's quite natural and once we start being pushed and prodded into actually having some big sort of structure um, it, it can sometimes put us off because we procrastinate about doing structure <laughs> so it puts us off before we even start um, and it can feel quite intimidating and a little bit um, overwhelming for us However, I do suggest, I mean, my third book is out in eight weeks and I've got a couple of manuscripts sitting waiting. I do suggest a mild structure just for you to kind of go back and forth to, to kind of keep you motivated. Um, it makes you feel organised when maybe you might not be. Um, if you're a creative, um, sometimes you, you know, tend not to be organised. Um, and it's really good to keep you going. If you have it up on your wall, I have what's called the murder wall in my house. And if you follow me on um any of my other uh, social media accounts, um, you'll occasionally I post up pictures of my murder wall, which is I, it sits um, directly opposite in the main sofa. We've got three sofas in the living room, and I have a murder wall. So that that's my main plan. Is I have up on this corner of my living room, which is massive living room, uh, where I sort of write most often. Is I have sketches and drawings and illustrations and mind maps and characters. Uh, character maps and I have the names of characters and I have little defining characteristics about them, their ages, the type of person they are, are they a sociopath, sadist, uh, like Michael is in The Notch, which is my second book, which is out now. Um, are they a kind of meek librarian with romantic tendencies and a lover like Alice, who is in The Notch again, that's out now. And I write up little character profiles. I like doing those. Um, like I've got post-its, I've got dates of things, I've got um, all sorts of things like that. And that's, I call it the murder wall because more often than not, somebody dies in my books. <laughs> I like to get all my frustrations out. So that's a nice tip um, uh, to have. And it means then when you're away from your writing area, your eye naturally catches your uh, this the writing area in the murder wall and it makes you kind of itch to go back into it and go back into that world and it also means while you're sitting writing and you think to yourself well hang on a minute how many times has this character broken up again and you just turn around and you look and you go all right twice okay um so it's good to keep your dates and things up there so it's like a huge big map of my writing projects is up on the wall and I'll have two or three ongoing projects up there um, and lots of nice little drawings because sometimes you don't need to write your book. You can draw it. Um, so I have 
all sorts of different little watercolour sketches and drawings that just sometimes help me work through a problem with a character or it helps me keep me motivated if I'm doing that for my book cover and things like that. So that's And it makes the wall look really interesting and in-depth, which again makes you want to go back to that space to write. So the murder wall is a good thing. Then the next thing is to have your plan of chapters. And again, like I say, I don't push people to have a big massive plan and it's like rigid or anything like that. One A4 sheet, uh, traditionally a novel will have around about 16 chapters, which is around about 5,000 words. But again, you can have 14 chapters, but a prologue, um, a, uh, an introduction and a prologue and uh, all that kind of stuff. So, um, and a little bit about the author. So your book might actually have 80,000 words, but only have 10, 12 chapters. So one A4 sheet and a very loose outline of what's in that chapter. Very loose. And that's a good place for you to plot your twists. So um, every good book, every good page turner should have a few twists. And I always think you've got to have ones that red herrings in there. Some little ones that make you, your, your, your reader go, Oh, I really did think that was going to happen because there is nothing worse than a predictable novel or specifically a thriller. There is nothing worse than you knowing what's going to happen next. So it's, it's good to have that little plan there because you will work hard on that and you will be like, right, OK, for the last 10 chapters, everyone has thought that the killer or the rapist or the thief or the burglar or whatever has been the one that's done this to this character. But you've just suddenly gone boom, and just gone, no, it's not them, actually. <laughs> Evil laugh. Um, and I, I am particularly doing that. And it also keeps you kind of on track with your twists and turns and doesn't make you do too many. I, I tend to do sort of four or five big ones and a few little ones. Um, so yeah, so that's that. And then, like I say, the murder wall is really good. If you then want to do some sort of a plan, because when I'm editing, I find um, I get a bit fed up. I hate editing. Nobody likes it. I actually pay an editor now. But in my first two books, I found it a lot easier to have a, one A4 sheet per chapter. So I would read a chapter, do an A4 sheet of notes of what's happening, things I want to change, things I don't like. Um, stick it up on the murder wall. So my murder wall then would be filled with actually like the book. So it would have like sort of like the, the 12 chapters, 12 huge big, 12 pieces of A4. And you know what is happening in each chapter, which helps me edit and proofread. That's another thing that's quite good for planning. Um, what else is useful? So to understand how your book is going to look when it's finished, because when we read our book on a laptop, it often mean it looks nothing like that once it's been formatted by your publisher. Um, it looks nothing like that. So you can end up with like all sorts of weird, big, long chapters. You can end up with chapters that are too short. You can end up with too many paragraphs or not enough paragraphs. Um, you're kind of when you're going back into memories or dreams, that should be in italics, ideally. So on your laptop, it will not look like that. So it's always useful to kind of um, to consider that when you do chapters and chapter titles, at the beginning of the book, it's good to have just 12 to 14 to 16 maximum, because that will fit in one page on the book when, when the reader opens it and you see it and it's like, right, there's that. If you have too many chapters, it goes over one page and it can look really intimidating and a bit intense for the reader. Um, so that's one thing as well. So you must always kind of consider your book does not look like that on a laptop. When I'm editing myself, I read the book on a phone. Um, so um, on my mobile phone, I find it a lot easier to edit there because a lot of people read books on a phone um, and I see mistakes easier. Um, so that's that's the other thing to consider. But I'm now I'm kind of drifting into editing advice now. But let's stick to planning. The other thing is... Um, 
I would just I would just suggest like it's always good to consider the seasons and it's good to consider other things that you might have going on in your life. It takes takes me on a good really I can write I can write a book, a manuscript, sorry, I can write a manuscript in a month. But I I I tend to suggest to people to consider their book plan and their plan and their structure to be a minimum of six months. Um, because then as you're going into another season, say so I write more in the summer. As you're going into another season, say the winter, that's a good time to edit if you don't pay an editor. So think about the seasons as well when you're writing. Um, a lot of people tend to be more. Um, so again, that takes me back to the first podcast. Like, what are you a winter writer? Or are you a summer writer? So that's for planning as well. Like, if you've got a wedding coming up, are you getting married? Are you having a kid? You know, if you've got somebody coming to stay, because that's going to totally throw you off. Um, that will significantly throw you off your plan. Um, and just forgive yourself if you do. You know, if your plan fails, doesn't matter. You can change it. This is the beauty of having a murder wall. You just go back, take the paper off, and write another one. Um, because stories will change, and 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 your character will 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 grow through a novel. And you might decide actually, you don't want them to be the bad guy or the bad girl. You want them to be an anti-hero, or, or you want them to be um, a victim. So just don't stick too much to your plan, and just and uh, writing characters is a superpower of mine. And as a book coach who charges £60 an hour, um, who specialises in, in abusers and, and, and criminals, because I've been there, um, I would say it's always really useful to do a character plan, a very visual one. You kind of have in your mind's eye who, how they move and how they speak and how they look and all the different little quirks they've got, what are their hobbies and what do they hate and dislike and all that kind of stuff, but that's, I don't want to give too much guidance on that because I will charge you for that. So hopefully this has been helpful around planning anyway.